Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Collicott. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. How's it going, everybody? TJ Sutherland here on the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. Uh, new shows go live on the first third Monday of every month, and you can find all of our previous shows on our website, which is foreverinelectricdreams.com. So, joining me as always, finishing off the trifecta of trouble, are the incomparable Imran Mirza. Howdy, gang. And the dastardly Dan Collicott. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't as uh, dastardly as I was expecting. But I know, okay. I was like, you know... <laughs> There you go, thank you. <laughs> um, so, for today, we'll be continuing the superhero theme that we kicked off last week with our Batman um, analysis chat, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we're going to be skipping across labels to uh, one of Marvel's cornerstone characters and one of their oldest characters as well. Uh, originally created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko back in the early 60s, I believe. Uh Wisecracking Superman is a focus for us today. Um, however, as with our Batman discussion last week, we'll be uh, hang focusing... on, what Wisecracking Superman? Oh, what? <laughs> what a prick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have just let it go. It was so good. <sighs> Um, originally created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, the wisecracking Spider-Man is the focus for us today. However, as with our Batman discussion, we're going to put the comics to one side because otherwise we'll be here for 15 hours. And we're going to focus more on his big and his uh, small screen appearances. Um, so uh, let's kick it off with Mr. Merza. Um, in terms of Spider-Man, who would you say is your favourite big screen iteration of spider-man i feel like the question should probably be uh who's your favorite spider-man and why is it tom holland but um <laughs> I, I actually have a i have a couple of bonus ones as well but i don't know if i should use them because i don't want to take them from anyone else just in case so i'll, I'll hold on to it tom holland will be my answer um i think uh i remember the being insanely giddy with excitement when he appeared in the uh, the Civil War. I think it was their second, maybe third trailer when he appeared just at the end, snatching uh, Captain America's shield and just mm-hmm. losing, like, just being mega excited about Did it. you lose your uh, shit? Is that what you're going to say? I lost, I lost <laughs> my shit. Well, I remember vividly because I, I tend to bump into these these trailers at work. So I'm, I have to remain silent. <laughs> but I'm shaking in my chair at the same time, like <laughs> like that. So it's it tends to be those someone, kind someone of across the office is like, "Hey, man, you watching porn again?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember being just crazy excited about a his introduction to the MCU in general, but mm. also um, uh, just his in that trailer how masterfully he he was put to to use in the mcu uh subsequently civil war he stole the show in a in a wonderful way i thought homecoming uh was brilliant and um i i think at times there has been maybe slight difficulty in struggling to find the the the, the right tone with spider-man um i mean his story i mean actually spider-man as, as someone to discuss um following on from Batman from our last conversation is is a really interesting one because Batman is someone whose law enables him to to, to be his story to be told in so many different ways and I feel like Spider-Man is a very straightforward story a very straightforward narrative of a high school kid who gets bitten by a radioactive spider and then very early on learns that with great power comes dot 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 um Mm. and it's sort of that's your your, that one line almost the introduction is your backbone to every story that follows um and that's and that's fine that's great but it's still fun. it's interesting how there's been difficulty i think in finding the right tone uh, and i think mcu were the ones to totally crack it and um deliver a kind of the spider-man i think uh not that we uh deserved but the one that we needed <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're back to Batman. Batman. <laughs> wow. So no no, no fondness for any of the other Spider- Spider-Men? Well, I mean, I do. I've got a couple more, but I'm, I don't want to okay. steal them from anyone else. So if no one says them, which I'm sure they will, then I'll, yeah. I'd love to ch- jump back in with them. Okay. So, yeah, Mr. C, what's, uh, what's your take on, on the Spider-Man? Which one is uh, top, of your, top of your pile? Well, I, I agree with everything um, Mr. Merza has said on Tom Holland. But the problem, the problem I think with the, the more recent stuff is it doesn't feel quite as traditional as the Maguire Spider-Man because I think Tom Holland is, is absolutely perfect as Spider-Man, but I think the fact that he plays this large part in um, Civil War and Avengers... Yeah, and he has this kind of close relationship to Iron Man, and mm. a lot of things about the, the 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 techno technology of the suit and everything. Those things, I don't know. It it, it kind of no, it doesn't ruin it, but it, it sort of for me it sort of almost takes Spider Man out outside of what I think Spider Man is because mm-hmm. even though I know Spider Man three. Um, oh, oh. Tobey Maguire film is a is pretty much an ab- <laughs> <laughs> it's an abomination. I still think the first two Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire are they hold up well. I think they 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 feel a bit more traditional. You know, Aunt May isn't a, a sexy milf. Um, <laughs> there's, there's just a lot. I, I really kind of like about that film because I think um, whereas I think the the Andrew Garfield films, I actually really like Andrew Garfield. I I don't mind him as Spider-Man. I know he's a bit too cool and trendy, not perhaps nerdy enough or young enough looking to be, Mm. you know, the quintessential Spider-Man, which Tom Holland definitely nails. But I think most people weren't really ready for a complete origin story reboot um, after, you know, after Sam Raimi's films. And I kind of get that because I don't think, I don't think either. I think the first film with Andrew Garfield in, it was okay. Uh, Was that the amazing Spider-Man? But the, the second one with, um, Oh God, I forget his name. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Jamie Foxx doing a weird uh, Doctor Man. He was Electro, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was Electro, yeah. Electron, Electro. Electro uh, yeah. But he was kind of just a bit like Doctor Manhattan, and just everything about the, those two films with Andrew Garfield were just a bit naff. It, it, yeah. it had potential, but the potential never kind of got going or went anywhere. Whereas I still think, you know, with Tobey Maguire, I, I really loved. Um, the Green Goblin. I really love uh, Doctor Octopus. Um, there's some really good things in those films. If you kind of try and ignore the third one, <laughs> it's just so hard. <laughs> it it, it to, really so much promise. In it, it did. I mean the the, the jazz the, the jazz scene. Oh, uh, we would we should go over it, but. Oh. But I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It, it, it's not that I don't like. Um, I I do think everything Tom Holland's done as Spider Man has been, you know, it's, it's been exemplary. And I I think the standard, the the two standalone films to me are strong, but I I don't see them as as good as the first Spider Man one and two with Tobey Maguire. I think. All the ingredients are there for them to be superb and to carry on getting better and better. But I don't feel that the that the stories and the universe that if you take out Avengers and Iron Man, that they're not. I don't know. It, it just hasn't quite clicked yeah. for me personally. But hmm. um, I'm still excited to see where you know where his story and 
the films go. Mm. I think they're in they're in safe hands, which is good. But so is Toby Maguire your official favourite then? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think he he did it. You know, he he was a pretty he well balanced Spider Man. He's somewhere in between because you you got the two extremes. You've got trendy and cool Spider Man, which was Andrew Garfield. And then you've got really nerdy, nervous, very small, weak kind of um, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- I think Tobey Maguire is some way in between. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of liked him. And I think probably because I grew up with those two films, well, those three films, more than I did, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching Tom Holland as a forty-year-old man, hmm. so it, it's a very different sort of level of of experience, you know, rather than watching the Tobey Maguire films in my probably my twenties. Hmm. So yeah, so I think I've got um, a bit more nostalgia, and it, it what for, for me it was well, I, I, probably all of our first film iteration of spider-man because uh was it nicholas hammond did the uh starred in the 1977 <laughs> tv movie yeah. <laughs> and that and, and there was nothing in between apart from obviously cartoon depictions i don't know I'm trying to think if there's any tv series that spider-man appeared. there is one which i shall be shouting out later on but i'll, ah, I'll okay. save that one okay cool well yeah so so yeah so so for me Tobey Maguire is a definitive um, Spider-Man. First two films are great, uh, but Tom Holland is fantastic. Um, I'll give a shout out to Into the Spider-Verse as well, but I think, TJ, you'll probably cover that one in your analysis. So for you, what what's your favourite Spider-Man? Yeah, so it's funny, actually, because I kind of sit between yourself and Imran so um in terms of impact and at a time when superhero movies played aside weren't you know weren't necessarily like great films or or really well put together films um when that first Spider-Man film dropped that was incredible um you know the look the film, the you know the the special effects, the the story was tight. Um, Toby Toby Maguire was a great bit of casting. Um, villain was great. I think it was Willem, Willem Dafoe was a Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, the whole thing was just just a thrill to watch. I think I saw it like three times in the cinema. Um, and ditto for the second film as well. Um, and as far as I remember, there were only two films ever made. I don't think there was a third. I'm pretty sure. My memory serves me correctly. There was only two <laughs> films, um, but yeah. So, so, so those hold a special place in my heart. Conversely, um, the appearance of Tom Holland coming into the MCU um, with, you know, as Imran, Imran said, you know, the way they dropped that original trailer was so hype, and it was, and you know, for the longest time, we didn't think they were going to get Spider Man involved in MCU because of all the legal issues and all that kind of stuff. They got him, they dropped him in in, in a key moment of the whole storyline um, as if, you know, he'd been there all along to a certain extent. Because it, it didn't feel like it was something that had been kind of hammed in at, at all, to me anyway. It felt like, okay, yeah, he's part of this universe. He's always been part of this universe. Um, and, yeah, super hyped about that. So... But it's, it's two. I think it's two kind of different things, especially when you look at the, the types of Peter Parker slash Spider Man they are. Like you say, Dan, you know, you've got Tom Holland, who's a geeky, skinny um, high school kid, and then you've got Toby Maguire, who's the bit more mature, um, working at the Daily Bugle, you know, doing the photography bit. And obviously, I'm originally a comic reader, and they're, they're you know, the the two different versions of Spider-Man that they've picked up and they've depicted them so well in, in both sets of instances that it's kind of hard for me to go one is necessarily better than the other. I mean, 
Tom Holland's version arguably has got a big, uh, a much higher ceiling because you know he's got the back end in the MCU. He's a younger guy. Um, they're going to make more films with him. The films have been a roaring success, every single one of them so far. Um, and sadly for Tobey Maguire, they made that third film, and then it, you know, it was what it was. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think for me, kind of in terms of Spider Man, Garfield doesn't really come into the conversation because I, I legit can't actually remember if I, I'm pretty sure I've seen those films, but they're so so distant and vague in my memory that obviously I didn't enjoy them very much at all at the time. I was really excited by his casting initially on, on paper because I, I thought he was a, a really great pick, but um, I don't, he just didn't really have the material, I don't think, unfortunately. I, yeah, I, I was, I think I was a bit, I, I, was, I think I was also at the time a bit mad about it because it came quite soon after Spider-Man 3 had dropped and flopped. And it, and it felt like, oh, they're doing a reboot, but these films, like the, the original, the Tony Maguire film still felt quite fresh. And you for know, them to it, then, I just have to say this because I didn't realize, but it was five years. Which, if you think oh, nowadays, yeah. back yeah. then that was quite soon to reboot something. Yeah, nowadays they're rebooting every other week, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah, so I mean, at, at the time when the Andrew Garfield casting came about, and I said, I it just felt a bit too soon to the to the Tobey Maguire ones and and plus it was going to be a reboot it wasn't going to be a continuation so it wasn't like it was it just felt a bit weird and I think that that kind of put me off the Garfield ones a bit as well isn't um, this like I don't know if it was like an is it an urban myth or something but is it like Sony are bound to to release Spider-Man yes, movies contractually they, is that an actual thing yeah they I, and I think it's the same with a few other licenses as well like they have to release a movie or they have to use they have to use a character in a movie or release a movie every few years for them to hold on to the rights to the, the license the sorry to hold on to the license otherwise it yeah. pings back to marvel or something like that so they can't just hold on to it forever and um you know forever in a day so right. um that's what i've heard anyway it, it could well be an urban myth but I, I i believe that's the case and that's why you kind of maybe see some films coming out that aren't that great <laughs> just to, just so they can uh hold on to it but but yeah, so so I think I hold Maguire and Holland kind of uh kind of on level pegging um for me. I know it's a bit of a cop out, not not actually not actually saying one about the other, but yeah, I think I, I think that's how I'll go for. It. And I mean, you know, I think into the uh, into the Spider-Verse I think I'll mention in another context uh, a bit later on, but uh, yeah, in terms of actors, in terms of uh, preferred people to play Spider-Man, Maguire, Holland. I think they they both deserve um, deserve their spots. Are um, you both keen to see Tom and Tom go against each other? As in Tom, Tom Harding. Oh, in the Venom movie, Tom Holland. Um, I am. I'm interested to. I mean, this kind of goes back into what they did with Spider-Man 3 because um, I was really excited for Venom coming into um, the third Spider-Man movie and they just cocked it up in so many horrible, disgusting, despicable ways. Um, and the Venom movie that came out, actually, I was in fact, this is something I was going to ask you guys, how... how how you guys were, f- how you guys felt about the kind of um, extended Spider-Man universe, I guess, um, in terms of Enter the Spot, into the Enter the Spider-Verse and um, the Venom movies. How you know? How are you guys viewing those? Um, and have you heard about any of the other uh, movies that are supposed to be coming out in that universe? Uh, let's go to Dan. Um. So it was kind of weird because I was really looking forward to Venom and then it got critically panned but seemed to have a fairly good box office performance. And when I finally did see it, I was kind of like, "Eh, this is okay. It didn't blow me away. It didn't offend me. I quite liked... um, uh, I quite liked Tom Harding. Is that right? Have I got his name right? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. That's it. God, too many Toms. Tom Hardy's uh, portrayal of Venom was quite 
interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's definite potential to bring, you know, bring bring Venom and all the other symbiotics. Get that right? Symbiotes. Um, symbiotes into yeah. um, Holland's Spider-Man world. Um, so yeah, that that definitely has some appeal. Um, I absolutely loved Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so quite looking forward to um, the sequel. I haven't actually seen Caught in a Ham. Um, yeah, I've not seen that yet. Has it come, has it come out? Um, I Yeah, I think it did. Um, yeah, I think it came out like last year or something like that. I could be wrong. I need to check that out, but yeah. I think it is. I think it is out. I'm not sure sure where you can watch it though. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I definitely kind of quite stoked to see more of continuation of of those animations. Um, I don't know. They've not given. Well, I suppose with COVID and everything that's gone on, the 2021 release date for the next Spider-Man movie is probably not going to happen. So. Um, I don't know when when that will come into it, but yeah, no. I mean, what 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 else is um, is in the pipeline? So, so um, Morbius uh, was supposed oh, to be dropping yeah, yeah, next yeah. year, um, but I'm I don't know if that's been delayed or not. Um, and obviously, there's going to be another Venom movie as well. Um, uh, I think there are other. Things around like, talk, there was talk about a Madam Web thing, um, Sinister Six, uh, um, other things as well. Uh, Craven the Hunter, I think, was mentioned at one point, but I'm not too sure about that one. Um, yeah, there's been there's a few, a few other kind of um, villains and characters from Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery that that have been mentioned in passing. But I don't know. Did you do you guys see the Morbius um, trailer that dropped? think towards the beginning of the year i think it was um, no what for this for, for these films that you've just referenced yeah morbius it's um gonna be i think it's uh jared leto is uh the the main character um, oh yeah sorry the vampire dude yes vampire one yeah 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 it, it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> didn't like your fire then by the sounds of it <laughs> well i think for me personally, I mean, this is a whole different conversation. I'm a, I, I've got vampire fatigue. It feels like Ooh, there's okay. so many different vampire-related TV series and films that gets a little bit. So now, so now you know how I feel about zombies. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> at least that's. Um, I was going to say died off, but they they resurrect. Oh, God. Kill them, so it never does die off. But yeah, it's got <laughs> it's got better. I think. Mm. But, yeah, I mean Jared Leto. I'm a big big fan of his, and quite I was quite upset about how the whole Joker thing went down with him and how yeah. badly it felt like he was treated. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't I don't know much about the Morbius character, but uh, or how exactly that's going to tie into Spider Man if he's if there's going to be like a. I'm assuming there's going to be a couple of nods to his character being in the in the movie at some point because it is part of this kind of Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe. It's probably got some a much catchier name than that but um but yeah, uh, they, I think Sony are trying to do a job to kind of build a little thing around Spider-Man and and his characters. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, it's it's a uh, Marvel and kind of made it look easy now but and everyone's a few people are trying to jump on the bandwagon but be interesting, you know, I think. I, I would really love just just very quickly just to say that I would really love it if they merged Deadpool in into Spider Man's world as well, because Spider Man to me is probably the antithesis of um, Deadpool. I'd love to see Deadpool and Spider Man riffing off they've, each other. Yeah, they've actually there's been a few comic collaborations between the two of them, and it's as Word easy as you would expect it to be. Um, yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, but yeah, that would, that would be 
quite a good laugh actually. Um, so yeah, kind of moving in a similar sort of vein of all the Spider-Man movies that have been released, and I'm assuming there won't be a Garfield one mentioned in this, which is your favorite out of all of them? Uh, so you've got Homecoming, you've got Far From Home, you've got um, Amazing Spider-Man, um, you've got the Tobey Maguire ones, um, Into the Spider-Verse, um, the 1970s TV movie. Um, which would you say was your also actor aside in terms of storyline, whatever you want, whatever you want to call out, which is your uh, all time favorite? Uh, Imran, do you want to let us know which one ticks your I, I would well, firstly, there were three 1970s Spider-Man oh. TV movies. Yeah, yeah that yeah. guy Hammond was in. I think there was 77, 78, and then like 81. I looked it up before um, coming on. So yeah, there were three, incredibly. Um, oh, so that's but... your favourite. Sweet. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, to... <laughs> well, I didn't tell you which of the three. <laughs> the second one. I'm done. Um, I, as, well, as, as much of an, uh, an affection I uh, obviously have for uh, Tom Holland's um, uh, depiction, I think in terms of just front to back movie, I'd have to put it all on Spider Verse. I uh, just, I, I just had the biggest kind of. I, I didn't have really have any necessary uh, expectations on it. I had heard it was amazing, and my daughter and I went to see it in the cinema, and we were both just, just sort of nudging each other through the whole thing. I just visually, it was just, it was just fantastic. Everything it was flawless. Um, mm. I thought Maya was. I always, I almost thought it would be difficult for me to ex- to sort of accept a different person as Spider Man. I've never read any of the Miles comic books or anything like that. So, but you instantly fall in love with him. I thought Jake Johnson, as uh, who was someone I was going to reference as another brilliant Spider Man. I mm-hmm. thought his version of kind of not has been, but just that guy who was a little bit past his prime. Uh, I thought he <laughs> was brilliant. a real kind of just a real breath of fresh air in his own way i uh but spider-verse for me in terms of just the complete movie i just yeah it's just one of those rare films that you just watch and just you know with sort of low not low expectations but just no expectations and and you just go away and just think that was that was really something special and uh yeah i have to applaud uh all involved for that um because it was it was a real masterpiece of a movie i'd have to say that was the best spider-man movie i've ever seen yeah i do heartily agree with Imran that that um into the spider verse was an absolute peach of a film but in terms of again it's it's really nostalgia the the age i was and the the kind of time um i saw it i i still think probably spider-man uh the first toby Maguire film um mm. just because i i really love william defoe um his kind of psychotic Green Goblin was pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah I kind of have to have to go for I'd that prob- one. I'd probably go for him as one of my favourite villains throughout all of the Spider-Man films, actually. Um, he was very, very, very good. He was. So was Alfred Molina as um, Dr. Do- Ock. Doc Ock, yeah. 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 Uh, so what, what's your favourite, TJ? Um... I'm. It's funny. Up until um, 2018, I would have I would have easily said the Tobey Maguire one, um, <clears throat> but then Into the Spider Verse dropped, and I think I possibly sat through that whole film with my with my mouth wide open, um, just from. And it, I think it was it was compounded by the fact that at the time I was working. <clears throat> um, uh game studio and i was sat next to all of the uh artists that worked on our games and one of the guys worked with one of the artists who worked on this film and so he was like just telling me about the process that they'd gone through to to get the film to look the way that it did and he was explaining to me about how like if you if you don't you know, if you watch it just as a, a layman, you don't know much about animation or the rest of it. It's just a really good looking animated movie. But he said some of the techniques that they used in the film, and he pointed out certain things to me about how they layered some of the textures and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and he you know he said this the stuff that they're doing in this movie is stuff that's never ever been done before which is why it looks so exceptionally good um and it kind of gave me a an added appreciation of what they'd done to make the film look as, as good as it did but you know just, and if it just looked great visually then you know whatever but you know the story was um was just brilliant the connection to to the characters was was something that I'd not felt for a long time in a movie um and bearing in mind it's an animated movie so you know sometimes um it's difficult to get that level of emotion across with animated characters but um but yeah this this film just it ticked all the boxes the soundtrack was incredible the the humor was on point um the animation was incredible the action was great the it's just yeah it just absolutely blew me away and you know, I watched it a couple of times now, and and every time is like the first time. It's just, it's like it feels like you just get sucked into the movie, and you're just the color palette and everything. It just like engages you so so strongly. It's um, yeah, it's just an incredible incredible movie. Um, the the follow up's got a lot to live up to, quite frankly. So, mm. um, I'm, I'm really surprised that neither of you picked um, Homecoming or Far From Home. Homecoming would have been my clear second. Um, but I, yeah, I just don't, yeah, as a, as a movie, a part of, see, part of Homecoming, I guess, as you kind of sort of cited mm. as a, not a criticism, but, uh, in terms of it's just, it's embedding within the MCU it, in a way it's, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a large part of its appeal at the same time. Mm. So I don't know. I just think Spider-Verse as a, as an experience, just it's just unrivals that anything that I, I could hold against it myself. That was a poor explanation, but um... yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm the same and I'd like homecoming's great. I, re- I got a lot of love for yeah. Tom Holland. I got a lot of love for what they're doing with the MCU. Um, I like that. It feels like it's part of something bigger than just a movie. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I think that, Homecoming's a, a brilliant, and I really enjoyed Far From Home as well. Um, but just in terms of, um, just in terms of my emotions through watching um, Into Spider Verse, like I, I've never been so excited coming out of a movie as I was. Uh, oh, well, I probably have, but like, do you know what I mean? It was just, it was such a, yeah. such a, such a great experience. Yeah, um, it's a surprise I, of it because, like, we can say about like watching Endgame or Infinity War, but you're going into those movies, say, with eight, yeah. nine years build up of of excitement and all those movies before it. Spider Verse, like for me, the ex- I didn't have any expectations. I'd heard it was really good, and you just, you know, for everything to just to to tick boxes, you didn't know you you had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was no, just t- the exactly. It was, it was yeah. I mean, I knew you know the animation was going to be on point, and that's kind of mostly what I was looking out for. But then just everything else in it was just so well done. It's just like wow, okay, you guys yeah knocked out of the park with this one. So yeah, I mean that was that's top of the, top of the hill for me by mm. by quite a wide margin as well. So um, I, I do have a criticism of the Tom Holland films. Ooh. It it's really I, I'm not so. Well, and Captain Marvel. It, it's this kind of running Cree storyline at the moment. Okay. I'm not buying into because it, it seems to come up. It, it's come up in every in every standalone movie um, hmm. for the last sort of three or four films, and I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what. So now it feels like it, I think I think it's a, a, a seed sowing exercise. It, it is, it is, future. and I think, yeah, and I think as as probably Iman was saying, you know, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's kind of like I think that those those films both, if you're you know an MCU fan and you're watching everything and you just want as much content related to the Avengers as you can get, then it, it you know it, it's great. You're going to buy into that. But it almost mm. as standalone properties, it kind of it, both films lean heavily into kind of background storylines 
And that's yeah. that's both a very, very good thing, but also a bit, I don't know, it, it kind of holds it back. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, you could kind of say that a similar thing about most of, most if not all of the MCU. It's, it's one of, it's, they've built this juggernaut whereby if you, if you've, invested in it and you've you know you're you're fully on board with it it rewards you like greatly Hmm. um but conversely if you're just looking for i don't know actually i think they do a decent job of kind of just being an entertainment spectacle for someone to just come and lose themselves for a couple of hours as well but um, i would actually say so off the top of my head ant-man one doesn't really do it iron man one and two doesn't really do it uh, even Doctor Strange doesn't really do it as heavily. Do you mean as in tie as in tie into? Well, they of course they all do. I'm not saying that. Oh don't. no, I mean heavily tie into. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean. Yeah, not as quite as heavily as um, the Tom Holland Spider-Man films. Again, you know, yeah. it's not a bad thing, but I, I kind of I want to. I almost want to see. You know, where I want to see Tom Holland. Um, going now, I don't want to see any more Avengers stuff. I don't. I couldn't give a monkey's about the Kree storyline. Um, mm. Well, it it will probably go into something fantastic. But in terms of Spider Man, I want to see him with Venom. I want to see him with X Men, Deadpool. You know what I mean? There, there's so much yeah. more, and there's so many villains because that that is the the other thing that I sorry m- major major overload of points here but the one thing about those two films is Mysterio I wouldn't put in the top 10 Spider-Man villains uh the Vulture I wouldn't put in the top 10 Spider-Man maybe top six but you know what I mean I like the Keaton version of him oh it's brilliant yeah yeah completely but I would say in terms of iconic um Iconic villains. Hmm. It's really weird that they've obviously because I think the Andrew Garfield films have did they recycle the same villains? They did. Yeah, they, they did Green did. Goblin again, didn't they? Yeah. They did Green Goblin. They did. So, yeah, I think I think that's their problem, isn't it? Is that all of the the, the six previous? Sorry, the, wait. How many films did Garfield have? Two. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the five previous previous Spider Man films had all those big heavy hitters and I think maybe they're trying to trying to yeah. avoid that just for a little while at least anyway and that that is slightly detrimental because mm. I don't think I mean who who was uh who was the lizard I forgot but but yeah so I, I think it well I, I hope that the next um Spider-Man film has one of the the the, the iconic big hitting villains um, hmm. and they kind of uh, resurrect someone for that. I also think that because the MCU's not finished with its its last big story arc, I think, I hope, um, that you will get a little bit of distance between, like, Spider-Man will start to go more into his own kind of universe and, like you say, dig a bit deeper into his rogues gallery of... Um, of villains because he, he does have some really some really great villains that they've not utilized yet and i think that's what you're going to see a bit more from them now um especially like i say with with the next venom film coming up and possibility that holland's going to make an appearance in that i think i think what you're looking for is where, where they're going to uh, go going forward yeah but obviously this this kind of link almost like he I don't know. They, they were. It was a bit weird. They were sort of positioning him as the new Iron Man replacement at one point mm. in Far From Home, and this yeah. whole Kree storyline that um, uh, Samuel Jackson, sorry, Nick Fury, yeah, not Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Nick Fury, um, yeah, is, is Kree and all this other stuff, and which, which for some reason, I don't know if you got you both watch uh, Marvel Agents of Shield. I have lost pace with it, but it is on my list of things to to catch up on again. Because they, they, I think the last I saw of it, they were out in space, weren't they, or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. So they, they they've seemed to have abandoned. Because the good thing about it was that sort of linked in to the you know to the Avengers MCU 
kind mm-hmm. of timeline and universe. And now, I don't know. They, they, I think they make off the cuff remarks to what's happened, but not, not really. Um, so it's weird. But yeah, so I, I think that the connected universe is important. But yeah, as 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 we were both saying, it, it's it's good to see Spider Man spread his webs and fly mm. with his own um, set of villains. I see what you did there. <laughs> What's your favourite villain? Oh, yes. Of all the films? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I did like Keaton. I would have to say my favourite, you know, by far my favourite Spider-Man on-screen villain would have been Keaton. As um, and that was my answer last time as well when discussing Batman. Uh, but I thought uh, Keaton's um, uh, depiction of I've gone blank. Uh, yeah, I, I I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was very good. I thought tying it into the um, the Battle of New York stuff I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny because that moment it was a really great moment for me. I, well, spoilers. I imagine you've. You must have seen the film by now, everyone listening. But that was a super cool moment, I thought, when, um, you know, in um, far from, beg your pardon, in Homecoming, when Peter goes on the date and I, uh, he goes to pick up um, uh, the date. And then you knew, I, I figured, I remember watching it for the first time thinking something is going to happen, something's going to happen. But when Keaton opens the door as the dad, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, that was such a cool such a great moment and that moment when they're driving and it dawns on him who he is as as spider-man i just every i love that that was that well, well played yeah. it was yeah i figured he was gonna be in there holding the girl hostage or something but it was like mm. it's the dad brilliant but <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. i thought that was a that was a really great character in terms of and it's the thing like you talked about dan about um those updates of technology and stuff like that and uh i think these are kind of really i thought they were great updates to make him uh ingrained into uh just more contemporary kind of setting having uh spider-man with stark technology was just really really exciting i thought it was really just a great touch and vulture again that that his his update into that kind of contemporary context like you know with him being a scavenger ultimately and helping um the battle of new york clear up getting fired and then being mad at it and sort of taking things into his own hands i thought it was a really great update a great a great contemporary look at, at what that character could have been so i really enjoyed it does anyone have have the same issue i have with aunt may getting younger and sexier i have no problem i have no i have no i have no problem with marissa to me quite frankly she can stay in that role forever but it wasn't um, Granny May, was it? Like I know that it is in that she's like that in the comics, like significantly older. But she wasn't Granny May. She is Aunt. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have too much of a problem with it. Um, the fact that she's gorgeous aside, um, no, I, no, I don't have too much problem with it. Primarily because he is a much younger version of of Peter as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. Is what it is, I guess. I, I mean, the Aunt May character hasn't. Um, I don't. I mean, I know she. Ironically, I know she's key to the story, but I don't think that's a necessarily bad bit of casting because Tamay's a great actress as well. So, um, yeah. Has May really on. been sort of? I don't want to go off topic about favorite villains because I want to give everyone obviously a chance to answer it. But while discussing Aunt May, like in in comics that I had ever read as a kid uh, with Spider-Man. Is, is Aunt May portrayed accurately in films? Is there like a huge element of her as a support network for Peter that has never really been used, uh, like yeah. on screen? She's just that kind of, she's always been a background character. They gave Marissa Tomei a bit more to work with. And, and Sally Field, I guess, a bit, you know, they used her for more emotional weight for yeah. the movie. Is I mean, she, she more of a, not an outfit, obviously, but is there more that they're not really using on screen? Um, not particularly, I mean, from my knowledge of, um, stuff in the comics, I mean, she, you know, she's his, his moral compass, you know, his, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, the Tomei version feels like, from my, from my experience, my limited experience, 
feels like um I don't know it, it feels a little bit more distant from the comics than um say the Toby Maguire one did um just because she's and obviously that I guess that's a um born of the fact that she's younger as well but their relationship there feels a little bit more pally pally um whereas from what I remember in the comics it she is kind of I don't know not I don't want to say not quite as friendly because you know she is but yeah it just it just the relationship that I see in the in the Tom Holland ones feels a bit different from what I remember from the comics so yeah well, I think the other problem, well, problem's a bit of a strong word, but also in Maguire and Garfield's films, uh, the death of, is it Uncle Ben? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. His, his death is, again, a kind of guiding light, um, you know, very much part of who and what, well, who Spider-Man is and what he does. And again, because that had been, done to death in the previous films, I don't think that plays much of a part in the Tom Holland films. Um, I think that's kind of why the tone is the way it is as well, because it's kind of hard to have a fun-loving, enjoyable Spider-Man in that first Tobey Maguire film and that first Andrew Garfield movie. It's hard to depict that because you're looking at an origin story where he is inspired to, to carry on in this role due to the death of what you know his guardian and it's very difficult to kind of where do you get the fun character as a result of that and that's i guess the the fortunate thing with the tom holland one is that they didn't have that that you know he had been through that that kind of trauma and he had already got over it to the point where he he's made the decision of for him to pursue what he wants to so he wasn't bogged down with that was he no but i guess you've hit a really good point there that the maguire and garfield films there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of, oh, I've got to save the world. Oh, I've got to be a student. Oh, I've got to do a job. Oh, I've got to be there for Aunt May. Whereas I think kind of the the Tom Holland stuff, it's just it's like, oh, I've I'm got to be a student and a goofy kid, and I and I fancy L is L J. Who's L J? A different film, yeah. I fancy MJ, um, uh, but oh, I don't know how to be a superhero. So I think it, there's a lot. It's a lot more, as you say, yeah, man, a lot lighter, a lot more fun. There's not as much weight or angst, which is both kind of a good thing. But again, I don't know. You know, I, I'm. I kind of got very ingrained in the whole Maguire oh, I've got to be five different things at once. And I think even Andrew Garfield was a little bit like that, even though for some reason he was really trendy and cool kind of mm. team. But yeah, the, the angst is not as, as not, is not as pronounced in the Tom Holland film, possibly because it shouldn't be, possibly because that is the wrong tone. But mm. you kind of think he, as much as it gets, is like, oh, he's a bit goofy. He gets it wrong every now and then. He tries to tries to sort of be a hero, but he's pretty much too young to take on the responsibility. And he gets scolded by Tony Stark. He's like, <laughs> spends, spends two films being told off. Uh, well, not two films, because obviously Iron Man be, be dead. In the, in the well, so I was going to say, actually, it's interesting that you guys mentioned that, because in the course of, like, uh, you know, the time is, his time in the movies, his father figure in, in inverted commas you want to call it Tony Stark actually dies like right in front of him so which in itself is pretty dark I would assume it'd be pretty pretty traumatic to to a teenage boy um and then also to get the mantle as it were kind of thrust upon him um so I mean they, it's not like they've been com- they've completely swerved him having to face tragedy they have they do have seem they do seem to have served the uncle ben thing which is interesting and i don't know if that's something that's going to come up um at a later point but yeah it's 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 not like he's you know 
been completely carefree. Use the phone, Spider-Man. Oh, sorry, wrong <laughs> Ben. Not that Ben. Okay. Well, I, I interrupted. I didn't. I let you guys do your favorite villains. I haven't. Oh um, yes, given you that yeah. moment. Sorry. I mean, my, for me, I, I I concur with the um, Michael Keaton. I mean, I, I do. I did did love um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin just from a sheer villainous. I mean, Willem Dafoe is just a great villain anyway. He's just He's got that just villainous kind of face. Um, but Wait, Michael Keaton's his teeth are just mental. Uh, his teeth are villainous. Um, but yeah, Keaton's Vulture was was really really good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, loved the tie in with you know the reasoning behind, even down to how he you know the the tech that he used to to scavenge the parts. Then you know that became the Vulture costume and all of that stuff was was uh, really cleverly done and yeah and then the tie-in with being MJ's dad and all that kind of stuff uh, uh, that was a little bit contrived but done what like really well if that makes any sense mm, like yeah, it was yeah. a little bit like yeah let's just tie everything up together whereas you know it was it was a nice little surprise but it was a little bit like no you didn't have to really do that but they mm. did do well with it so I'll, I'll give them a pass but um but yeah no really enjoy Keaton's uh Keaton's vulture. How about you, Mr. Dan? Um, I, so I just remembered it, it was Reese Evans who did uh, the lizard. Oh yes, yeah, Spider Man. Um, but I think I actually, you know, come to think of it, in Amazing Spider Man Two, I did like Dane DeHaan's Harry Osborn. He was okay. pretty good, but. But yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I'll stick to. Um, God, I've forgotten his name now. Who you, you, you just mentioned? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yes. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin um, was incredibly iconic, and I do love um, Doctor Octopus as well. In was that Alfred Molina? Um, I said Alfred Molina. Yeah, he does. Don't see him in films very often, but yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought he, he was in, great as Doctor Octopus. I hope you all enjoyed listening to our web encrusted. No, no, that's not the right word. Web, web infused <laughs> musings, um, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.